This is the Cancer Radio Network. Coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. It's what my scars remind me of. They remind me where I've been and they remind me of where I want to keep going. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast, offering stories of information, inspiration, and hope to those affected by colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 74 of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. You know, I know the last episode, episode 73, I was rambling on for a good five minutes. Uh, it was a little hard to contain my enthusiasm about the documentary film where I had the chance to share uh, my story in this uh, film that as of the release of this episode, Tuesday, August 23rd, is now live and available, not just on iTunes, but also on Amazon. And it was just such an honor to be able to share my story, my cancer journey, and how that led me to start this podcast. I won't, I promise I won't drone on for five minutes like I did the last episode, but the movie is now available for purchase on iTunes, as well as Amazon for those of you that are using Android devices. And uh, I invite you to check it out. It's a beautiful film. It's a wonderful, it's just under an hour, and uh, what an honor and a privilege it was to be part of a, of a movie, not something we all get to experience. So check it out. Uh, a few things I'm going to ask of you. I don't usually you know, come on the show and say, uh, there's some things I want, but in this case, I'm going to make an exception. And there's two ways that you can help. I've been... Uh, I guess challenge isn't the right word, but I've seen an opportunity because of what we've done with this show to reach a broader audience, to reach people who are touched by other forms of cancer besides colorectal cancer. And one of my mentors in the podcasting world, his name is Glenn Hebert. He's officially known as Glenn the Geek. If you are a fan of anything to do with horses, I invite you to check Glenn out at thehorseradionetwork.com. Uh, what he's doing uh, with podcasting around horses is uh, something to behold. And he's been a mentor to me and, a, and has become a dear friend. And he challenged me about a year ago. He said, you need to branch out. What about starting other podcasts, creating what we call a network, perhaps a podcast about pediatric cancer, perhaps a podcast of, uh, helping people with lung cancer? Not that I would host all those shows, but I would work with other nonprofit organizations similar to the Colon Cancer Alliance and and uh, show them how they can do what I've done uh, with the Colon Cancer Podcast to reach their audience. So my ask of you is if you know of anybody, have any connections to any of these organizations, uh, know uh, have any contacts that you think might be looking to find new ways to reach their audience and that podcasting might be a vehicle to make that happen. I'd really appreciate an introduction. Just reach out to me. You can get me via email at lee at the cancer radio 
thecancerradionetwork.com. That's what I'm calling it. There is a new website up, thecancerradionetwork.com. And my, just right now, the only thing there is the colon cancer podcast, but my vision is to have direct people to that site and they can click on it and pick which podcast they want to listen to. Do they want to listen to the colon cancer podcast? Do they want to listen to the uh, caregivers for cancer podcast, whatever it might be. So that site is live. You can go check it out right now. Like I said, all that's on there is the Colon Cancer Podcast. So if you know of any contacts at other cancer affiliated organizations that you think would be a good contact for me, uh, either hit me up on Facebook or email me at Lee at the Cancer Radio Network. My other request of you is we're always looking for guests for the show. Who do you know that has an interesting, compelling story, or is there a specific topic that you'd like us to cover that maybe you have a contact uh, that I could speak to and bring on the show? I would really welcome that introduction, too. That one you can make right through the website. Just go to the coloncancerpodcast.com forward slash guest and fill out the uh, few questions there uh, telling us who you think would make a good guest and a little bit about them, and uh, we will reach out to that individual. So if you know anybody that can help us uh, get into additional podcasts or you know anybody that would make a great guest, I really appreciate it. If you have an ostomy or are undergoing chemotherapy, you know at times it can be a struggle to stay hydrated. That's where H2ORS can help. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So, for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to an ostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. If you would like to try a free sample of H2ORS, go to h2ors.com sample and they'll ship one out to you. No strings or hidden costs attached. Also, when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, you will get 10% off your first order. As far as events taking place across the country, this coming month, it's all about the run. The Undy Run Walk is traveling uh, mostly east of the Mississippi uh, with uh, stops in several cities beginning on my birthday, Saturday, September 9th in Philadelphia, right there next to the Art Museum is the uh, first stop of the month of September for the Undy Run Walk. I'm sure a lot of our great friends in the Philadelphia area are eager to get out there and uh, get their undie on, get their boxes on, their wonderful costumes. So for those folks in and around the Philadelphia area, that event starts at 8.30 a.m. again on Saturday, September the 9th. Did I mention it's my birthday? Yeah, that's my birthday. And uh, we're staying in the in the state of Pennsylvania because the following Saturday, we're just going a little bit west, heading over to Pittsburgh. I know my dear friend, Stacy Hurt, and the guest and interviewee of this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast, Tapitha Kavanaugh, are going to be out there getting their undie on. Again, that's Saturday, September 17th at 9 a.m. taking place. 
right there at the Southside Heritage Trail. So for those folks in western Pennsylvania, you'll get your undie on on Saturday, September 17th. From there, the next Saturday, we head over to Detroit, Detroit, Michigan. That event also starts at 9 a.m., taking place at the Detroit Riverwalk Rivard Plaza. And then we round out the month of September with our final undie run walk stop for the month of September in Cleveland, Ohio. That is taking place at the Flats at East Bank. So our friends in Cleveland, we hope to see out there Saturday, September the 30th. And speaking of Cleveland, have you signed up to join us at the annual colon cancer conference? Tomorrow Can't Wait is how we're branding that conference. It's taking place on November 1st and 2nd, Wednesday and Thursday, in partnership with the Cleveland Clinic in Cleveland, Ohio. I hope you'll be there. I'm so eager to to meet and give lots of hugs. Those of you who I uh, have not already met, and just can't wait to uh, meet uh, those folks that we just really kind of only know each other through Facebook, you know? So it's, it's such a cool experience. This will be my fourth uh, colon cancer conference. Once again, we will be podcasting from the event. So if you're unable to attend, the cool thing is, is I will be uh, doing some interviews with the presenters uh, of the various programs, bringing them over to the colon cancer podcast table and doing some interviews. And we'll be posting those as they happen on the Colon Cancer Alliance website so you can stay uh, tuned in and stay connected to all that's taking place if by chance you're unable to make it. But we hope you are able to make it. Information on the conference can be found at the website coloncancerconference.org. All the information you need, the agenda, speaker list, information about lodging, etc. I'm not sure if there's still scholarships available. I don't want to speak out of turn. There is a link on that website on coloncancerconference.org uh, where you can get information and see if maybe there's some scholarships available for those of you that need some financial assistance in order to attend. I really hope to get the chance to meet you in Cleveland on November 1st and 2nd. I want to welcome and say thank you to our newest sponsor, Exact Sciences, manufacturer of Cologuard. Cologuard is the first and only FDA-approved, non-invasive, stool DNA-based colon cancer screening test. It's for patients 50 and older at average risk of colon cancer. Cologuard is shipped directly to you where you can provide a sample in the comfort of your own home and ship it back to the lab, postage prepaid. Cologuard is not for everyone. It is not a replacement for diagnostic or surveillance colonoscopy in high-risk individuals. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. Cologuard is available by prescription only. Ask your doctor if Cologuard is right for you. Find out more information by visiting their website at cologuardtest.com. My guest this week, as I stated earlier, is from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and that is Tabitha Kavanaugh. And like the majority of my guests, I came upon Tabitha and her inspiring story on Facebook, and uh, so much caught my attention, her zest for life, her positive attitude, the fact that she was jumping right into CrossFit training just a few weeks after finishing chemo. She was not going to be deterred. I think the first word that comes to my mind when I think of Tabitha is badass. And I mean that totally uh, lovingly 
and, and supportively. But besides that, I think what you're going to take away from our conversation that really touched me is Tabitha is all about what can she do for others. And that selfless attitude really touched my heart. I know it'll touch yours. Join me now for my conversation with Tabitha Kavanaugh. Tabitha, how are you? Thanks for joining me on the Colon Cancer Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so I've been following you intently online and and, and kind of cheering, uh, cheering you on up in Pittsburgh from down here in Tampa, Florida. And I see you finished chemo just a few weeks ago. And now you're like doing like CrossFit stuff. Uh, <laughs> first off, what took you so long? But, right? but seriously, um, where does this where did this this drive to just jump right into this come from? It's been a long time coming. Um, I uh, uh, yeah, it's just it's been a long year, and I've been ready to get back into it. And I felt like there's no time like the present. Right. So I, um, I just needed to, for, I feel like my sanity and just for my health, just kind of as my body allows it, just jump right back in and just start. I mean, you have to start somewhere and I'm certainly not going, you know, these doing these crazy one hour workouts, but I'm, I'm starting with 25 minute workouts and just making sure I keep active every day. Uh, what is, what is the, the routine look like at this point? How often and, and what are you doing? I'm actually doing a program through Beachbody called the shift shop. And what's really cool about it is it ramps up every week. So it's a three, a three week rapid rebuild program where the first week it's 25 minutes. The second week is 35 minutes and the third week is 45 minutes. So it kind of just gets you slowly started and then gets into it. Um, and the trainer, Chris Downing, is actually amazing. And it's it's called the shift shop because it's about shifting more than just your body. It's more than just a physical transformation. It's also a shift in your mindset. And that's one thing that's been huge for me throughout this entire journey is keeping my mindset strong. So not only do I want to be in the best physical shape I can be in for my health, but I also want to continue to keep my mindset strong. And this program helps me do both things. So it's been, um, it's been a lot of fun. Have you been into fitness, uh, prior to your diagnosis? Um, I would say yes and no. Most of my life I, I was, I played softball. So I played sports. I would always stay active. Um, then as I got older, you know, things moved around a little bit and I wasn't as active, but you try to you know, you try to walk, you try to stay active, um, with workouts kind of coming and going, but now, you know, I'm, I'm on a mission. So, um, this is something that is not unnegotiable for me. It's something that I really want to keep as a part of my life moving forward because we have to take care of this one body we have, and it's not going to happen for us. So, um, I'm just focused on fueling my body with the right nutrients and also working out just to make sure I'm, you know, getting the best of everything. So is there a diet component to this too? There is. <laughs> yeah, there's a nutritional plan, um, which is nice. It's a, a meal plan that is easy to follow. And you just meal prep for the week and um, then I'm good to go. So no matter what I'm doing every day, I kind of already know what I'm going to eat. Um, I start out with my Shakeology in the morning, which is huge. It's all natural and it's filled with tons of nutrients that your body needs that you don't necessarily always get. 
Um, so I make sure that's the first thing I have every single morning. That's my breakfast. Um, and it fills me up and keeps me going and gets me started for the day. And then I just continue the rest of the day, you know, eating as healthy as I can and, um, just staying focused on, on that part too, the nutrition part. We've never met, so we just know each other. You know, actually, we're doing this uh, interview via Skype and video. It's actually the first time we've actually even talked to each other. Yes. But what uh, what I noticed and what I respected and admired about you, just from my observations online, is that positive mental attitude. How important has that been through your whole diagnosis and treatment? Um, it was absolutely essential. Um, I really believe that was what got me through. Uh, I know that I was blessed with a strong support system of family and friends and complete strangers and um, my Blue Ribbon family, everyone like you. I, I was just so supported and I knew that I needed to stay positive for not only myself, but my family, my friends the people that were looking to me for help that maybe don't have that same support system. Um, so it was absolutely necessary. And like many people say, you know, um, the chemo and the treatment is, is part of the battle, but your mindset is huge. And I, from day one, just knew that was something I, I had to control. I couldn't control what else was happening to me, but I could control waking up every day and seeing it as a blessing as much as I could. Um, because every day you wake up, you know, it really is. It's, it's not always guaranteed. So I, I just had to, I had to keep that in mind and realize that I was blessed to still be here despite my cancer diagnosis. How were there times when you were having to fake it till you made it? Where you weren't quite um, feeling it and uh, <laughs> you know, putting it out there was kind of not just for everybody else, but also a reminder for yourself? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a really good question. And that's so true in a way. Um, you know, I tried to, to share the good and the bad. So while most of my posts and the things that I was saying to people were positive, you know, I, I had my tears, I had my angry moments. I had my scared moments. You know, I have a two-year-old daughter and, um, you know, I had my thoughts like, will I be here to see her grow up? And I realized that as those thoughts crept in and I would, you know, I would let myself feel them. And then I would have to tell myself, just keep going because that's all you can do one foot in front of the other. Um, and just keep moving forward. So I would say I, I did try to share both sides of my journey, um, good and bad, but I, you know, it was therapy for me. So it was absolutely 100% therapy for me too. So it felt good to share with other people, but at the end of the day, it also felt good to be able to get it off my chest and have people relate and kind of understand and or be inspired or whatever they got from it. Um, so it was, I, I thank everyone because it was an inspiration for me. And I truly felt really honored to be able to share my life and have people, um, you know, want to hear about it and have it help, you know, even one person. That was my goal, just to share my story and try to help one person. Tell me about a time where you got feedback, where someone said you actually did help them. Um, I. I was blessed with a lot of people messaging me, um, so it's hard to pick just one. But, um, you know, I had friends from high school reach out that said, oh, my gosh, like I've been having these symptoms. And, you know, because of you, I called and, and got a colonoscopy or 
um, you know, in our, in our blue, blue hope nation group and in my other colon cancer support groups, you know, I've, I've been, I, uh, I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed to see and meet so many people, um, and have, you know, I call them colon cancer newbies. <laughs> we were all there at one point or another. And, um, just to have people reach out and tell me that they really enjoyed my posts and to ask if I might be able to help and support them. You know, um, there's one particular woman who I speak with on a daily basis now, and it all started because she messaged me on Facebook and she asked me, Hey, I'm sorry. I don't usually do this, but can we please talk? Like I saw your post and will you call me? Can we talk? And I did. And picking up the phone was the best decision, you know, I made because now I have a great friend and we're there to support each other. So, um, I really, I'm grateful for, you know, all this, all the strangers quote unquote that, I, that have just become, you know, family to me. Everybody says, uh, and I, and I repeat this in, in so many of the episodes previously, and it all came from one of my first interviews with, um, uh, Michael Holtz down in Nashville. And he put it so eloquently and he said, Lee, you know, the portrait of your friends and family who are there beside you before cancer won't look like the same portrait as the friends and family that'll be with you during and after. You agree? A hundred percent. I have been, again, very lucky to have a lot of the same people that were at the beginning of my cancer journey. Um, but now that picture is just a lot bigger. <laughs> in fact, that actually, I just got that picture in my head and I just thought how cool it would be to have, have everybody in one picture together. Just everybody that's been there for you and just are, you know, the people that you do acquire as family that you would have never crossed paths with otherwise. So it's a, it's a really awesome thing and it's hard to explain. Um, you know, you, I've had people ask me, well, they're not the ones doing the dishes or doing the laundry or, you know, they're not <clears throat> there for you in person. And, and it's, so it's a hard thing to explain sometimes to people, but, um, you know, it, 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 it just is what it is. I mean, they come into your life, all these wonderful people and there's just no looking back and I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm truly glad. I say that this is the best and the worst thing that's ever happened to me. I get it. I get it. Uh, where did the idea, and I got the invite today, for Grit <laughs> to Greatness come from? And what is, what is your goal with, with what you're doing there? And tell us what, you're do, what you want to do with Grit to Greatness. Oh, thanks. Um, yeah, so throughout my journey, it's just been about persevering, putting one foot in front of the other, like I said. Um, at one point, someone had sent me something that said, forward is forward. And as long as we keep moving, um, you know, we can get to where we want to be. And because my mindset played such a huge part in that, um, you know, grit just came to mind. Like you have to have grit to pick up the pieces and keep going despite your situation. And that's what the definition of it is, persevering. And I think that through finding your grit, you can find your great. And that's where it came from. If you just keep going, you're going to find the great inside of you that's there. And that may be fear or anger or sadness, depression, anything like that might be blocking it. Um, but I truly believe everyone has that grit inside of them. They just have to find it. So Grit to Greatness was sort of built off of that. And my goal with it, um, you know, it's slowly starting. So I'm not 
Um, you know, it's not 100%. It's a work in progress. But my goal is to create a place where people can come to find themselves. People can come to be inspired, to be motivated, to get health and fitness tips, to get healthy recipes, um, and just talk about survivorship also. So, you know, you don't have to be someone that's gone through a cancer experience, maybe yourself, maybe you know someone that has, maybe you've never, it's never touched your life in that way, but it's just a place that, um, you know, people can come and everybody can give feedback and gather together and just kind of support one another. So basically another <laughs> huge support system. Um, and that's my goal with it. So I'm really hoping it can grow and it can just help, help people <laughs> in the best way possible. So you talk so much, Tabitha, about the support system around you and your friends and all of that. You also mentioned your little girl. Uh, when I see you on social media, I get the impression that your little girl and your husband are your world. Accurate? Oh, yes, definitely. You know, they, they've been with me every step of the way and uh, it wasn't always easy. I actually wrote a journal entry about that early on about caregivers and understanding that I might be the one physically with cancer, but I'm certainly not the only one that it has affected. So um, again, staying positive was not only huge for me, but I know that it was an essential part of being able to keep it all together for my family. And I know that that helped everyone else stay positive too. So I'm very grateful. Um, luckily my little girl, I always say it's a blessing that she's only two because, um, she didn't really know what was going on, but after a while, every time I would leave, she would ask me if I was going to the doctor. Um, and she would look at my pump and say medicine. And so, mm. you know, as, as the year has gone on, she's, you know, become a little bit more in tune with what's happening. But, um, you know, it's, I tried to keep it as happy for her as I could. And on my good days, I made sure that we were outside playing or that I was trying to take her somewhere fun and just enjoy every single moment I could with her. You, you talked about your, your, your blog and I, and I went through it and, uh, between that and something I saw on Facebook, but something made me pause and you talked about how much you love your scar. And I believe you were referring to the scar for your port. And that really caught yes. my attention. So <laughs> why would someone, I was, I was one of these people and, and I know, you know, it kind of runs a gamut. I've seen people post, well, you know, I, I stopped treatment three years ago. Maybe it's time to get my port out. And I was like on my doctor going, okay, um, it's been two weeks. Can I get it out yet? No, we should wait a couple more weeks. Call them a couple weeks. You ready to take it? I, I wanted like to be done with it. <laughs> you talk yeah. about, you know, you talked about, I love my scar. Tell us what was behind that. Um, I have a bunch of scars, <laughs> so <laughs> between my C-section scar and my laparoscopic scars and, um, them recutting over my C-section for my colon resection and then my port, it's just, um, you know, my body is <laughs> sort of a battlefield and it really is a reminder to me of everything I've gone through. And I like to remember what I've gone through, um, because it wasn't all bad. Um, you know, 
The cancer diagnosis was scary, but once the treatment plan was in place, you know, I felt good. I felt like I was fighting for my life. Um, and that's important to me to always remember what that felt like to be scared, but to keep going anyway. And that's what my scars remind me of. They remind me where I've been and they remind me of where I want to keep going. So, um, I, I still have my port in <laughs> and I am not currently in a super rush to get it out, but, um, I don't think I'll be waiting multiple years before I have it removed. <laughs> Would it be fair and accurate to say, Tabitha, that this has changed you in quite a bit like it has, you know, for so many? Yes. Um, and what what, what, like would the, what would the what would the the Tabitha before cancer say looking at Tabitha today? Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> what have um, you done with the old Tabitha? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I feel like in a lot of ways I'm the same person. Um, I think that again, this made me stronger. If I I never thought. I would have handled a situation like this the way that I did. And, you know, I'm really, I'm not patting myself on the back, but at the same time I am because I realized how hard that is to do. And I'm proud of myself. Um, I always tried to stay pretty positive, but like everybody, you know, sometimes I would see the negative before I would see the positive. And at the end of the day, I would come home and maybe complain about whatever had gone on that day. And now you know, I'm human. It's not to say I, I never have negative thoughts or never say anything negative, but it's just different now. I wake up and I do thank God for a new day. I wake up and I, I take a breath and I just feel blessed to still be here and to still make a difference. And that's what's important to me. So um, I think I'm just like Tabitha times 10, Tabitha version two now, um, just continuing on and, and using this journey to fuel, um, you know, everything that I want to do and just continue to be a supportive person for my family and my friends. And, um, you know, for people I don't even know yet, I, I just ask God, um, every, every day to please, please help me find people that might need me. If there's someone out there who needs someone today, please help me find them. Um, so yeah, <laughs> where, do, where does that where does that uh, generosity and selflessness where does that come from? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you know, I've I've been raised around a great family and great friends, and I just feel called more now than ever to just be the light. Um, I just feel like some people feel like they have a purpose here. I think everyone should find some type of purpose. And this, I just feel like is mine. I just have it on my heart to reach out. And uh, my husband always tells me I want to save the, the world. <laughs> and I always laugh and I just say, you know, it always starts with somebody. The goodness has to come from somewhere. And I just think that if everyone just took a little bit more time to be the good, um, you know, then this world would be a much better place. And so that's what I've continued to say throughout my my whole journey is just see the good and be the good. Um, and that's all we can do. You know, we, we sometimes we're fortunate enough, and uh, you you 
I don't want to say meet, because you, you come across an individual and you just get this vibe that this is someone who you want to be around. And for me, you're one of those people. And uh, the last person I interviewed uh, that made me feel that way, who I also haven't met, was uh, Stacy Hurt. <laughs> you, you just get this vibe that this is someone, and I'm talking about you here, uh, you know, that that positive energy and that wanting to make a difference is, you know, it's, it's that whole law of attraction thing, I guess. And, and I think that's really cool about you. Thank you. And Stacy's awesome. I'll give Stacy a shout out. We've actually, <laughs> um, I was fortunate enough to meet her a few times and you know she's wonderful so i'm very glad to have crossed paths with her i think she is hugely important in this world and in this community of ours um so yeah she's i'm glad you've you felt that vibe from her because she's very cool she's very warm-hearted and um you know she does a lot of awesome things for a lot of people very cool so on that vein let me ask you this who do you admire? Oh, gosh. <laughs> the list goes on and on. Um, <laughs> First one to come to mind. Well, I, I oh, it's a hard one. You're, you're stumping me right now. Um, okay. Let's see. I mean, if I could say more than one person, tr- truly. Sure, you I, could. I've been so. <laughs> I, I'm going to change the rules here. I'm making up my own. Um, Go for it. I, well, I'm inspired by my family. Of course, first and foremost, I, you know, am inspired by my daughter. I'm inspired by my husband and my family. But truly, like, I I never realized how inspired and how touched you could be and how you could feel from complete strangers. And I am not kidding. I can't even count the number of people I've spoken with from our Blue Ribbon family and the motivation and the inspiration I have received. I, I don't even know that I could ever repay that. Um, so I, I'm blessed for every single person that's ever reached out to me because, I mean, that was that was huge for me. It's a scary time. And when you have the support of complete strangers reaching out and sending you cards and um, sending you little gifts and just things to that make them make you remember that they're thinking of you too, even though they don't know you and they're rooting you on. And that is just the greatest gift of kindness I think I have really ever seen in my entire life coming from complete strangers. So I would definitely say, you know, that's who I'm inspired by. And that's why I'm trying to do what I'm trying to do, because I feel like there are a lot of people out there who feel hopeless um, and who don't feel the love, who don't feel the support and who do lose a lot of people through their cancer journey. So um, that's really my why. That's my that's my motivation. Focus on the why. It's what it's what it's all about. Absolutely. Are you a goal setter? Are you one of these people that sets goals that you want to achieve by a certain deadline? You know, I think that's another thing that changed about me throughout this journey. Um, I think I was to a certain extent, but before I think I was just kind of, you know, I would think that every day was going to happen. I'd wake up tomorrow and I just sort of, I was doing things I enjoyed. Um, But I just feel like I wasn't really living with intention. And now I feel like I don't know what tomorrow will bring. I need to live with intention now. And that's why 
I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, you know, I recently became a beach body coach because I feel like I shouldn't be making an income without making an impact. And for me right now, I'm focused on helping people and helping them find their great, helping them find their health again, because a lot of people put that on the back burner for one reason or another. And I am not judging because I've been that person. I've put myself on the back burner. So, um, yeah, that's just, that's what I'm trying to do right now is just help everyone that I can. And, um, that's why I, you know, am moving forward with this focus and I, I do have goals now. I'm definitely, um, you know, I set goals for myself every month, people that I want to reach and people I want to help. And I just, it's a great feeling, honestly, to feel like you have that purpose. And um, that's how I feel now. You know, this is definitely something I feel very passionate about. I can feel it. And when I, when I asked you the question, um, it, it just, the fact that your goals are about what you can give your goals aren't about what you can get. And, and that's really cool. That's really awesome. You know, some people may say, well, you know, I want to, you know, lose 10 pounds or I want to get this or I want to get that. And your response was, who can I help? So, uh, I just think that's tremendous. Well, Tabitha, I really enjoyed our conversation and I hope it's not too long in the future that uh, our paths cross and we get to meet. Are you planning on going to the conference in Cleveland in November? Do you know? 100%. I think I, I'm i crossing my fingers. I hope I was one of the first people to register because I got on there so fast <laughs> the minute I saw that <laughs> registration link. Um, well, then we're so going to yes, meet I, there because I will be there and we will be I podcasting from want, there. And <laughs> I want her, a hug or a high five. You, you'll, you'll, get, you'll get all of those things, I, I promise. <laughs> and and Stacy and I were already conspiring about what what trouble can we cause. Uh, I didn't say that. Um, how we can help other people. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, uh, this will be my fourth conference, and it's it's pretty special. And I'm so glad that I'll get the chance to meet you there. So thank you. I'm really I'm so cool. excited, and thank you again for taking the time to chat. Um, where can people find you online? Awesome. Where, where can um, people well, find you online? Right now. <laughs> What's that? Where can people find you online? Oh, sorry. Um, well, right now I think the best place is on my grit to greatness page. If you go there right this very moment, you will just see a couple pictures of my logo and, um, the Bible verse that I'm super inspired by. And so I'll, I'll leave that as a little bit of a curiosity for people to go check it out, but I will be posting very, very soon. And then it's just going to take off from there. So right now that's definitely the best place. And I would love to hear from anybody. So if you're listening to this and you feel lost or scared or happy and awesome, either way, I would love to have a chat um, and meet you. And I, Hope that I get to meet a ton of people that I've been speaking with, <laughs> including you, um, over the <laughs> internet at the conference. So, so hopefully people will get registered for that, and, and I'll see you guys there. So again, that's on Facebook. The Facebook page is Grit to Greatness. Tabitha, thank you so much. Just wish you continued healing, because I know it's just been a short period of time. Uh, continue 
uh, just down the road that you, that you've chosen to travel and making a difference in the lives of so many people and putting other people uh, first in your life. I just have so much respect and admiration for that in case people haven't picked that up already in this interview. <laughs> uh, but wish you that and most importantly, good health. You take care. Thank you. I wish you the same. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. And thank you to our sponsors, H2ORS and Exact Sciences, for your support. The Colon Cancer Podcast is a proud supporter of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial assistance to those affected by colorectal cancer. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. You can subscribe to the podcast on our website, on iTunes, or on the Stitcher app for listeners using an Android device. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at www.ccalliance.org. Again, that's www.ccalliance.org. You can also email your questions to us at info at the colon Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.